Welcome, cookbook friends, to our newest episode of the Cookbook Divas podcast. Today, we're bringing you our favorite picks for new cookbooks coming out in the third week of September, arriving on shelves around September 21st. If you enjoy hearing about new cookbooks, be sure to stop by our cookbook blog at cookbookdivas.com, where we bring you lots of cookbook news. We also cover vintage and older cookbooks as well, especially mid-century ones. But for today, we have lots of tempting new cookbooks to talk about, so it's going to be really difficult to keep our book budgets in check this month. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me start us off with American Girl Tea Parties. Delicious oh. sweets and savory treats to share by Weldon Owen. And I just asked Katie if she grew up with American Girl dolls, but she did not. She was terribly deprived. Yes. You only had Barbies. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> well. This gorgeous cookbook is for kid chefs of all skill levels. Inside, it presents fun ideas for creating different tea parties, ah, including a cozy tea for an after-school playdate, a festive holiday tea party, an alfresco gathering with iced tea and summer treats, and more. Some of the 50 recipes include my favorite cucumber mint sandwiches, berry-studded scone bites. I love the idea of a scone bite. I do too. That way, when it crumbles, there's less crumbling going on. It's all, it's pre-crumbled. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. There are cheddar herb scones, peach mm. lemon mousse parfaits, vanilla rose tea cakes, strawberry shortcakes, and chocolate palmiers. However, I was disappointed that there aren't any pictures of, of American Girl dolls inside, by the way. What? I'm actually if, surprised. If I were having a picnic, if I was a little girl still, which <laughs> now I'm a grandma, but anyway... I would totally bring my dolls along on the picnic and to the tea party. So I wanted to see some pictures of dolls and there weren't. Yeah. Oh, well, that is American Girl Tea Parties, delicious sweets and savory treats to share by Weldon Owen. I have another really awesome cookbook for kids. It's called Arab Fairy Tale Feasts, a literary cookbook. This is by Kareem Alwari. It's the newest cookbook in the Fairy Tale Feast collection, which is totally new to me, and I'm very excited. I, I got to look up and see what else they have. Wow. It, I know. I was like, what? So this is a creative series that folds enchanting folk tales into cookbooks of kid-friendly recipes. So each tale symbolically incorporates food and concludes with a traditional recipe, illustrated with a charming folkloric illustration. It's so cute. So this is meant for kids aged 8 through 12, but I don't care. I'm probably going to get it for myself. I need one, too. Save one for me. I will. So that is Arab Fairy Tale Feasts, a literary cookbook by Kareem Alwari. My next book that's coming out the third week of September is something I totally need. It's Bake Class Step-by-Step, -step, <laughs> Recipes for Savory Bakes, Bread, Cakes, Biscuits, and Desserts by Annika Manning. It's another British baking book. This one helps us master the 10 fundamental mixing methods that provide the foundation for all baking recipes. I didn't know there were 10 mixing methods. No. So the chapters include the measure and beat method, the measure and mix method, which I'm assuming would be like cornbreads where you're not using, you're not getting any beaters anywhere near that cornbread, <laughs> the whisking egg whites method, mm -hmm. the creaming method, and the rubbing in method. Okay, what? <laughs> yeah, 
I love kneading, so I might skip ahead to the kneading method chapter because I just really like getting my frustrations out on a big hunk of dough, I guess. <laughs> uh, I love step-by-step photos. I really rely on them. I must be a visual learner. Yeah. So I'm looking too. forward to checking out Bake Class Step-by-Step by Annika Manning. Next up, we have the cookbook Beat Bobby Flay, Conquer the Kitchen with 100-plus Battle-Tested Recipes, a cookbook. This is obviously by Bobby Flay and two co-authors. So do you think you can cook better than Bobby Flay? Put your kitchen skills to the test and cook alongside Bobby and his competitors with more than 100 recipes from the hit show. Uh, I know I can't cook better than Bobby Flay, but I will totally check out this cookbook if it has some vegetarian options. But I'm I'm laughing that the word battle is in the title. Ooh, it's getting kind of violent. Woo! <laughs> hey, it does have vegetarian options. So I'm seeing recipes for a mushroom and goat cheese chili riano. Oh, oh. that sounds so good. There's saffron fettuccine. There's also a spaghetti carbonara you could probably make without the meat. And, of course, all the dessert recipes are are no meat. So, basically, pasta and sugar. Well, okay, those are delicious. I will check this out. Yeah, they're my favorite. I don't see a problem with the pasta and sugar. (laughs) I'm along the ride with you. But there's also a lot of meat and seafood options, too. There's certain recipes that are, um, let's see. So there's a seafood fra diavolo. I've not heard of that before. But there's also an Ethiopian chicken stew. Lobster Newberg, Carne Asada Verde, and Juicy Lucy Pimento Cheeseburgers. That sounds really good. Hey, isn't there a Juicy Lucy Burger on the menu at Sam's Tavern here in Seattle? Oh, I don't know, but now I need, I kind of want to go. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) going today. So this cookbook is Beat Bobby Filet, Conquer the Kitchen with 100 Plus Battle Tested Recipes, a cookbook. Next up, I'm going to bring you Bowls and Broths, Build a Bowl of Flavor from Scratch with Dumplings, Noodles, and More by Pippa Middlehurst. I know Katie loves dumplings and noodles and bowls. I'm really excited. Pippi is otherwise known as At Pippi Eats. She's a cancer scientist turned cook. She teaches us to build a bowl from the bottom up, which I never would have thought of, starting with a building block like seasoning and sauce then adding your broth, and then moving up to add the noodles, and then crunchy bits and herbs for on top. Hmm. She teaches us the science of broth, then moves on to chapters for noodles, hot pot, which I love, and I have some very kind Chinese friends that will specifically make two hot pots when they invite us over, one for (gasps) the vegetarians at the other end of the table, and one for the meat eaters. That's so nice! Yeah. And then the other chapters are dumplings, and then rice, and then sweets. Ugh. This sounds so good right now. I wonder if there are any ramen recipes because I personally would love to come in from the rain this fall and just sit down to a steaming hot bowl of ramen. I, Me too. And I didn't see, they didn't let me peek into a lot of the book in advance. Feel free to send us a copy of your cookbook when you are about to publish it, by the way. We'll do you <laughs> justice anyway. Yes. I want to peek at the dumplings chapter, but I know how much work dumplings are to make and how lazy I am. I actually took two classes on making dumplings by hand. I passed the classes, by the way. <laughs> I, I did almost fail when we had to mix up raw pork and raw fish with our hands. And even though we had gloves on, I was getting faint. I'm like, I'm a lifelong vegetarian. And so these very nice Chinese ladies took over for me. I don't know why they would like allow you to fail. That just it, seems mean. 
Well, they wanted me to help and be actively participating, so I actively participated by cleaning up. (laughs) See it there? That's a good compromise. Yes. So that cookbook was Bowls and Broths by Pippa Middlehurst. My next book I want to share with you is Burnt Toast and Other Disasters, a book of heroic hacks, fabulous fixes, and secret sauces. This is by Cal Peter Nell. Imagine this scene. Dinner is looking meh. Maybe the stove was left unattended for just a second too long for your original plan. Maybe the on-sale meat at the supermarket isn't quite looking worth the savings after two days in the fridge. Ew. Yeah, (laughs) that made me cringe a little bit. Uh, Do you waste food and time trying to start from scratch or money when ordering takeout? No, you face up to the facts, step up your game, and transform that cooking conundrum into a delicious meal. The best way to do that? Follow the guidance of Cal Peternell, a chef coming out of the restaurant kitchen to meet cooks, where they are with this funny, practical manual for making bad food good. That sounds hilarious. So certain chapters, uh, the chapters included are burnt, hacking packages, what they should have done, <laughs> schmegetables, that's really hard to say, schmegetables, uh, meat not so cute, and special sauces for the boring. I need that. I'm a very bland, boring cook. I hate to overspice or overseason things because you can always add salt, pepper, and spices to bland food, but you can't remove them from overseasoned food unless you, like, toss a potato in. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So... This looks really interesting and really hilarious. This is Burnt Toast and Other Disasters, a book of heroic hacks, fabulous fixes, and secret sauces by Cal Peternell. My next pick is Chinese Takeout in 5, 80 of Your Favorite Dishes Using Only 5 Ingredients by Kwaklin Wan. I love five-ingredient cookbooks, although I do have an overstuffed refrigerator at all times. But (laughs) keep it simple. This one assumes you have a supply in your pantry of just five essentials, salt, pepper, soy sauce, sugar, and oil. Of course we all do, right? Yeah. Recipes include tom yum soup, which I love, and every time we go to the Thai place here in Redmond, I get some. Mm. Prawn toast, something I won't be making, but you guys might want to. Sweet chili salmon and lemon chicken. Sweet and sour pork balls or beef and oyster sauce. Aubergine fritters, another British book. Yeah. Uh, chili ginger crispy tofu and there's also a mushroom noodle soup i'm dying to make Ooh. that's chinese takeout in five 80 of your favorite dishes using only five ingredients by kwaklin wan the next new cookbook we want to let you know about is the instant pot vegan indian cookbook 80 quick and easy plant-based favorites by mina agarwal Ooh, i haven't tried making any indian food in my instant pot yet now, I'm a vegetarian, not a vegan, but I could adapt these recipes and add some dairy back in. Like butter chicken, but with tofu. <laughs> oh, yum. And butter. <laughs> Let's take a peek inside. So some of these chapters include the vegan Indian kitchen, dolls and bean dishes, rice dishes, curries, favorites reimagined, desserts and basics. I'm intrigued by the sweet and sour lentils recipe. Ooh. It sounds, yeah, interesting. And I want to try a South Indian lentil stew and red kidney bean curry. Super good. And, of course, this cookbook includes recipes for classic like chana masala and vegetable biryani, which I'm dying. I'm already hungry. Have you pulled your Instant Pot out yet? 
Because I no. put mine away for summer and I need to get it back out. Exactly. It's like it's t- I, this morning it was cold enough where I was like, holy cow, I need to turn on my heat. And it, it's turning into Instant Pot season. I'm very excited. Ooh. So this is the Instant Pot Vegan Indian Cookbook by Mina Agarwal. My next cookbook is Lemon, Love, and Olive Oil by Mina Stone. She's a Greek-American from New York who previously wrote Cooking for Artists. Stone teaches us that almost any dish can be improved with judicious amounts of lemon, olive oil, and salt. I'm thinking she's not wrong. No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. She celebrates her grandmother and the other influences that have shaped her life, her career, and her culinary tastes and expertise. Lemon Love and Olive Oil weaves together more than 80 Mediterranean-style dishes with the stories that inspired them. That's really sweet. And you know, we're, we're always reading about cookbook authors that were inspired by their grandparents cooking. Yeah. I'm wondering if in general, parents are too busy raising us and working and paying for everything and taking care of the old people to teach us to cook. <laughs> but our grandparents have time because they're retired. Is that part of it? You know, I'm wondering about... I. So mine was a little different. I My dad actually did teach me how to cook a mm. lot of things. And I didn't really get a lot of the cooking thing from my grandparents but and you spent a lot of time with your grandparents yeah. i did there are certain things that i did learn from them but not not a whole lot i guess we can't generalize no so recipes include syrian bulgur and yogurt with brown butter pine nuts oh goodness i just bought some pine nuts that sounds so good persian figs with cardamom and rose water Ooh. baby lettuces with toasted sesame seeds mint and meyer lemon yogurt oh Hey, I have a Meyer lemon tree right now with Meyer lemons on it in my backyard. (gasps) That's awesome. We're about to bring it inside for autumn and winter, though. Yeah. Uh, And the final recipe I wanted to let you know about was braised chickpeas with orange zest and garlic breadcrumbs. Yum. Wow. I have so many cans of chickpeas right now, too. (laughs) Now, this book apparently has minimalist photography and original artwork inside. I'm a little worried as I'm a big fan of huge, colorful photos and cookbooks, not minimal. Yeah. But I can't judge because I haven't seen it. Uh, we'll let you know when we get our copy of this cookbook and review it over on YouTube. That's Lemon, Love, and Olive Oil by Mina Stone. I'm looking forward to that. My next cookbook is called Macedonia, the cookbook, Recipes and Stories from the Balkans. This is by Katerina Nitsu. Macedonia Macedonian cuisine is a rich mosaic of influences from the Mediterranean and Middle East and the neighboring countries in the Balkan Peninsula. It is known for its opulent family meals and the regional dishes play an important symbolic role in local traditions and family celebrations. Mm. I'm really excited. I've never experienced having Macedonian cuisine. It's very unique. So this cookbook is basically a love letter to Macedonian culture, and the cuisine is deeply rooted in its land and traditions. Through over a hundred mouthwatering recipes for mise dishes, salads, soups, fish, poultry, meat, vegetables, and delicious sweets and preserves, chef and food writer Katerina shares the authentic flavors and wisdom brought along with her family recreated and adapted in her North American kitchen. Wow. I'm excited. I just wanted to butt in and mention the stunning cover of this book. Yeah. It has my favorite color, which is aqua or teal. 
and gilt gold embossing. Ugh, Middle Eastern cookbooks always have the most gorgeous covers, I swear. They really do. Yeah, they totally do. I'm <sighs> really excited. This just sounds so cool and very unique. I don't think I've seen a Macedonian cookbook before. So No, and you guys, when we get our hands on this, we will do a quick cookbook look-through reel over on Instagram. Yeah. And we'll do a blog post about it, and we will also do video reviews of it over on YouTube. Yeah. So look so, forward to Macedonia, the cookbook, Recipes and Stories from the Balkans by Katerina Nitsu. My next recommendation is Melba's American Comfort, 100 Recipes from My Heart to Your Kitchen by Melba Wilson. Another great cookbook cover. She's just on there just looking vibrant and happy and powerful. <laughs> I love it. Yay. Melba is the owner of the legendary comfort food restaurant Melba's in Harlem, where she serves sweet potato pie wine braised short ribs, barbecue turkey meatloaf, deviled eggs, and twists on comfort food classics. So chapters include breakfast and brunch, comfortizers, <laughs> That's main contentment, fish, poultry, and meat, and then fried chicken, a world of its own, some joy on the side, sweet surrender, which must be the dessert <laughs> chapter. And then the book ends with the chapter, A Little Liquid Comfort. Boy, do I need some of that right now, but it's it's only Wednesday. It's Wine Wednesday. Hey. Yeah, there you go. I just peeked through this cookbook a little bit, wondering if Katie could adapt some of these to gluten-free and if I'd find enough vegetarian-friendly options. I really want to try Melba's buttermilk biscuits recipe. My boyfriend oh. adores biscuits. And I see that hers uses cream cheese. Whoa. Whoa. That's interesting. So, yeah. That must make it moist. I never yeah. thought of doing that. Just a little bit. It was like a, a quarter cup. Like, oh. Oh, my God. So that is Melba's American Comfort, 100 Recipes from My Heart to Your Kitchen by Melba Wilson. My final book is Tasting Vietnam, Flavors and Memories from My Grandmother's Kitchen. This is by Anselin Hot or Hat. So Anselin presents the mouth-watering recipes for traditional Vietnamese home cooking collected by Ba her maternal grandmother. This book is a homage to Vietnamese cuisine with its emphasis on fresh ingredients, bright flavor combinations, zesty sauces, and reputation for healthfulness with vegetables and salads at the center stage. And that's totally true. Like, I I love Vietnamese cooking through all year round. It just always makes me feel good for some reason. So after exploring the cuisine's base recipes, and mother's sauces, the book explores dishes organized by region, included our classic variations of pho, quick pickled vegetables, uh, robust salads, grilled and stir-fried meats, and fusion dishes like trendy bami sandwiches. So this sounds really awesome. This is Tasting Vietnam, Flavors and Me Memories from My Grandmother's Kitchen by Anselin Hot. My final book, and I hope you can hear it over the chainsaws being used by my gardeners, is <laughs> Y'all Come Over, Charming Your Guests with New Recipes, Heirloom Treasures, and True Southern Hospitality by Rebecca Lang. And I miss hosting indoors. Yeah, me too. <sighs> well, I'm hosting indoors tonight because my one bubble friend is coming over inside the house to watch TV with us. And she and my boyfriend are going to cook salmon. Oh. And I'm going to cook tofu for me. And we're going to eat together and watch TV. So Y'all Come Over is an invitation to embrace your inner host, prepare delicious plates, and create a fun, comfortable setting for any occasion with confidence and style. There are foolproof recipes for fresh, new Southern classics, 
and timetables to make menu planning a breeze. From putting together the invite list to using family treasures to create a beautiful table. Well, we're going to be eating in front of the TV on the couch tonight. But anyway, excuse me. <laughs> that she is also my helps table. You, yeah. She stocks, <laughs> helps you stock the bar for every budget and prepare a memorable meal in the kitchen. And she walks you through every step and gives friendly advice for every gathering and age group. Now, she divided her recipes into eight menus, including a wedding shower, a casual porch drinks party, which we've been doing a lot of during the pandemic, yeah, a summer barbecue, and a tailgate, among others. So that's y'all come over, charming your guests with new recipes, heirloom treasures, and true Southern hospitality by Rebecca Lang. And that wraps up our little overview of the cookbooks we're excited about coming out the third week of September 2021. We'll be back next week on the podcast to wrap up the final books coming out in September and then October. I'm not sure what we're going to do because there's hundreds of interesting cookbooks coming out in basically (laughs) booktober. Wow. It's going to be crazy. So thanks for listening. If you're listening all the way through, we so appreciate it. And please don't forget to share our podcast with any of your friends that love cookbooks. And we'd love to get a review and rating over on Apple com, excuse me, Apple. And you can look at our cookbook review videos on YouTube. If you see something you like, please hit like and comment because that'll help YouTube show you more of our videos. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.